0: You're listening to Father Kirby Longo's homilies, powered by Mountain Catholic. Father Kirby is a priest of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Helena, the parochial vicar of St. Anne's Parish in Butte, Montana, and chaplain of Butte Central Catholic Schools. Enjoy. As I mentioned, I'm Father Kirby Longo, class of 2012 here. I'm now a priest in Butte, Montana. And it's an honor to be here. So odd to think that. And I was in your seat seven years ago, well, not actually in these seats because this didn 't exist, but maybe I was in the theater at some point in the seat in the general vicinity, but in the cube, you know distracted by people walking behind the window or that awkward moment when someone's like coming up the stairs, and you 're really hoping they realize mass is going and don 't say anything absurd or embarrassing but that's, you know, I, there's a lot of nice stuff here that, that wasn't here when I went to Carroll's. It changed a lot in just seven years, you know. I, I feel like that old dude already, he's like, well, I went to Carroll. You know, first floor Charlie's was lame, and we didn't have the Hunthausen Activity Center, and none of the campus apartments existed, and we had books in the library instead of computers. And... and we didn't have hot water in the showers. <laughs> Kidding, we did have hot water. We had hot water. I, I can't say that. But I, I would say, actually, my experience is pretty similar, you know, that all this stuff is great, and this chapel is obviously beautiful, um, but that, all this stuff doesn't define your experience, and we all know that. You know, I, I kind of decided to go to Carroll almost on a whim, you know I was, end of my senior year, I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go, and just playing basketball in the gym at Billing Central, and Father Mark was there, and we were playing. And uh, he asked me what I was going to do for college, and I said, I don't know. And he suggested Carol, and I was like, that sounds pretty good. And that was it, you know. <laughs> Decided to go to Carol. That was, that was it. And, you know, it's fascinating because it's like one of those moments where I was like, Lord, you are crafty. Because there's, I can't imagine who I would be if I wouldn't have gone to Carol. It was such formative years for me. And, and like I made a, a, a dumb decision on a whim to do it. So I, I, the Lord's obviously doing a lot of work behind the scenes that we never see, you know. And I, I, like I got to go on all sorts of incredible adventures, whether it's around Montana up to BC. We went to BC a lot and or down to the desert. We dragged Father Mark along so we wouldn't have to miss Sunday mass when we were in the wilderness and or just like the day-to-day of college life. I loved it. I don't know how many of you have gotten to know Brad Maddock. He's the head of Carol Adventure Mountaineering now, and he was in my class, and I, I remember it was beginning of freshman year, I was sitting at 2 p.m. trying to study Latin, just a terrible idea. And he, he drops in the room, he's like, hey man, you want to go mountain biking or fishing or something? I'm like, I'm like, nah, I have a lot, I have a lot of studying to do. He kind of just looked around like really confused. He's like, What do you mean? The sun's still up. I'm like, that I mean that rocked my world. It's like, yeah, the sun is still up. What am I doing studying? So I was like, when the sun's up, you go on adventures. And then when the sun goes down, you eat dinner and you study till 2 a.m. because you're a college kid and you don't live a balanced life. That's just the way it is. So that's that's how I basically did that. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily suggested that, but I made it. I learned how to take power naps. So... All that said, I, I mean, I could have gone through Carol and had a billion awesome adventures and come out the same person that I went in, because, which was like a sort of mediocre and adrift kid. And because a lot of my friends actually did exactly that, I would say. Because none, it wasn't any of those things that changed my life in, in any sort of definitive way. It changed my interests, maybe. But it was a different sort of adventure, one that's maybe not as epic, you could say, in an aesthetic way. But the, like, it was the greatest adventure of all, and that's just living the Christian life. It, it was actually, it was growing in my faith that changed the whole sort of trajectory of my existence. Is the mission that Christ put into my heart here that, that transformed me and actually continues to do so today. You know, we look at our first reading, and Moses is tending the flocks of his father-in-law. He's a shepherd. And he's the you know this is Moses who was the foster son of Pharaoh. You know, he grew up in the sort of the sort of royalty, a life of royalty. And then he killed someone and he's fled for his life and he's now just kind of a shepherd in the desert not doing a whole lot, you know, just thinking about life. And suddenly God shows up in a burning bush. And Moses meets the Lord. He speaks to him. He comes to know him in a real way and, and, and receives a mission that changes his whole life, that changes everything, and actually changes the whole history of the world in a very concrete way. And it's pretty easy to think to ourselves, like if only God would just show up in my life in a burning bush then, and, and say something, you know, I'd have the faith that Moses did because then I would know for sure what his plan is. Because faith is always such that we sort of have these second guesses. And it could be like on the very fundamental things for some people, like does God exist? Is he good? Does he care for me? Um, but even if we sort of are firm in those areas, then we can move down a little bit. Like does he have a, something to do with my life? Does he have a plan? Does he plan on, does he plan on like informing me about what that plan is. And then even if, even if we're like that, we're like, yeah, God does have a general plan for my life. I believe that. Then there's a million more questions. It's like, well, what about this awkward time of college between, between the plan, like when I know the plan and when the plan's actually gonna play out? What do I do now? Like I've these years and I'm not sure what, the, what to do with them, you know? What do I do with my summer? What do I do with this month? What do I do tomorrow? What do I do now? I mean, you're, you're doing something now, so it's, you, you got that far. And that, that's sort of how the progression shaped up for me, and it still does. I'm a priest, and it's still sort of like that same, the same questions arise. But as, as we come to know the Lord, as Moses did, you know, slowly, because the burning bush wasn't all. That was, that was just the beginning. As we come to know him, So like those those questions start to arise and they become more and more specific. And and our life takes shape in the sense that like it goes sort of changes from a like follow my bliss sort of trajectory to like a follow the Lord sort of trajectory. And trust me, following the Lord is just actually, and I don't want to say this in a trivial way, but it's just a lot more fun. And I want to give you a a concrete example. Going into my senior year here. There's a bunch of us who, who knew we were going on to further studies in some way, shape, or form, but we were burnt out, and so we were all considering a sort of gap year, and, and we, we were planning it, and it came to take on the, the title Pro-World Fun Tour. We were gonna go on the Pro-World Fun Tour. And it was a jumble of different things for different people depending on interests, but we, we had like concrete plans to overlap, At certain points during that year, and be together. You know, mine was going to be like fishing here for the summer after senior year, and then you know, go down to Moab for the fall, and then winter was wherever the snow was falling, man. You know, like that's where I was going to be, and then spring, you know, back to the desert for a little bit, and then up to the coast to do some steelhead fishing, and then out to sail the, the western coast and surf. And it was like, that's an epic year. Like, I, I was super excited about it. And so I figured, I was like, Lord, what you got planned, just give me a year. You know. And, and I'm going to have a lot of fun. And trust me, I'm going to be alone a lot, so I'm going to be praying a lot this year. And you know, we'll, we'll be, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you, I promise. And I took this idea to an old priest that I knew, and I really re- deeply respected. And he just kind of nodded through the whole story, and as I was telling him all these great adventures I was going to have, and he's like, hmm. Is that what the Lord's calling you to? Or do you just want to do that? I was like, I haven't really exactly asked, you know. He's like, well, Kirby, I'm 73 years old. Since you're going to waste a year, why don't you just give it to me and I'll do something that's worth a damn with it. (laughs) And I was like, I get your point. I'll take it to the Lord. So So I took it to the Lord and it was immediately clear that that was not what he was calling me to. And and it was it was immediately clear not like almost in a burning bush sort of way like he was so clear and and it wasn't clear what he want like exactly what he wanted me to do but it was clear that that wasn't it and I knew that as even from the very beginning I knew that so in my case it was it was clear that I was called to go to seminary and I knew that and so and I knew that I wasn't supposed to hesitate and for my friends who went on the Pro World Fun Tour, I mean, it was Instagram perfect, man. It was like, they did epic stuff. And, and for the most part, it was lonely. It was lonely. They, some of them left early and just went home because they couldn't find any fulfillment in it. Uh, others got caught up in that lifestyle. But in the end, it was about them. You know, my Pro World Fun Tour was about me and what I wanted to do. So the question, why, why, do, why do we wait to follow the Lord? You know, when we wait, we look at the gospel today, and we're just, I mean, when we wait to follow the Lord, we're just like that woman at the well who is desperately trying to satisfy a thirst that nothing in this world can satisfy. She said five husbands and is now living with another man. We're going to come to the end of our life sort of confused and lived a, having lived a barren and sad and empty and lonely existence because we're following our bliss instead of following the Lord, that great call that he has. And, and it's Lent, which is the perfect season to seek out the Lord in new ways, new ways. And, and, like, and be creative, You do something like crazy and foolish for the Lord. I remember when I was here, it was like, me and some friends would try to fast in impossible ways you know, like do things that we just knew we couldn't do. Just to see if we could. Try to get up in the middle of the night and go to the grotto or, or climb Mount Helena to pray or to try to pull all-nighters during Holy Week. And we failed almost every single time. Like it was miserable most of the time. But, but we did it because we loved the Lord and it was a blast. You know, if you want to get in over your head on an, on an awesome adventure, then Jesus Christ is the one to get in over your head with. You know, that's the best friend you can possibly go on an impossible adventure with. You know, Moses and Paul, and all the great saints, you could say, are simply those among us who sort of heard the call of God with a willing heart who didn't hesitate when they heard it and, and came to know him as a friend not as, a, as a, someone, some miracle worker, as a problem solver, but as a friend. <clears throat> and they didn't hesitate to follow him once they heard the call. And, and we can't hesitate, not in our time. There's too much on the line in our time. And, and there's too much low-hanging fruit. There's people who haven't heard the gospel who want to hear the gospel. So don't get caught up in some like, pro-world fun tour Instagram life that is fleeting. That will never satisfy. Uh, instead, let Christ give you that water, that, wa- that grace that brings peace. And when Christ talks about peace, he doesn't talk about peace as like the lack of activity, you know, like, that sort of like uh, nirvana type of feeling. He's talking about peace in the midst of a great and terrible adventure. You know, like a confidence in the midst of that. Uh, That's the sort of peace that Christ gives. It's not a boring life. So trust the call. Trust that mission that the Lord has for your life um, and trust that grace and don't hesitate when you hear that call from the Lord.